Welcome back to Women Crush Wednesday's podcast from New York Women in Film and Television. On this podcast, we discuss current news. We feature interviews from women working in the industry, highlight our incredible members, and preview upcoming NYWIFT events. I'm Janine McGoldrick, and the always energetic Tammy Reese is back in the co-hosting seat. Hey, Tammy, how you doing? Hey, Janine. I'm so thrilled to be back, and this is definitely going to be an amazing show. Yes. Yeah. We've got, we're featuring a lot of Tammy today. So of course it's going to be amazing. (laughs) All right. So we're going to jump right into our Women Crush Wednesday spotlight, which after brief hiatus is back. And in this segment, we highlight a recent accomplishment from one of our members and Kelsey Marsh is going to tell us why Crystal Emery is crushing it this week. The NYWIFT member who is crushing it this week is Crystal Emery. Her documentary, The Deadliest Disease in America, calls out the long history of racism in American medicine and how it is still at play today. The film recently screened at Cinema Village in NYC and launched a national civic engagement campaign aimed to reduce racially and culturally insensitive barriers to healthcare access, among other important goals. Emery is also the founder and CEO of URU The Right to Be Inc., a nonprofit content production company dedicated to fostering an equitable future via film, theater, publishing, educational media, and other arts based initiatives. Crystal, your NYWIFT community congratulates you on your tremendous work. Wow, congratulations, Crystal. Yes, indeed. Like Kelsey said, your night with community truly supports you and so proud of you. I love when people tell stories of the arts of social impact and Crystal Mm. touching on racism in the medical system. I think that's genius and a much needed conversation for sure. Yeah, she does a lot of work in that area and it's so important. We definitely congratulate you, Crystal, and hope that you continue all of the great work that you're doing. If you want to nominate yourself or another NYWIF member for our spotlight, please email us at communications at NYWIF.org. So Tammy, I think since our last episode, the major news that's been dominating our industry that we wanted to touch on really quickly is the possible strike from IATSE, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. And that includes below the line positions such as costumers, makeup artists, camera operators, set builders, writer's assistants, and on and on and on. And at the time of our recording, negotiations were still ongoing. And I think they've reached some points, but there's still a lot more discussions to go. So any day now, thousands of entertainment workers could walk off the job in the largest coordinated strike in Hollywood since I think World War II. Wow, this is definitely iconic history that unfolded before our eyes. Founded in 1893, it's one of the longest running labor organizations in the world. And it covers over 150,000 workers across basically every facet of performing arts, television, concerts, trade shows, Broadway, and more. Yeah, this could be devastating to the industry. You know, there's a lot to unpack here, and we're not going to go into a lot of details, and we're going to include a few articles and links to them in our show notes. But, you know, basically, the union is seeking improved pay, especially for streaming productions, more rest periods to reduce long hours of filming, higher contributions to the union's health and pension plans, 
I think all very valid requests, which for an industry that is very wealthy, it seems like there really needs to be a reckoning here. Right. And especially a place like, you know, California, LA specifically, the cost of living is extremely high. So something definitely needs to be negotiated in that aspect for sure. Also, Janine, a walkout will halt production nationwide. So soon after the industry was just getting back on its feet after the pandemic. It's going to be really tough. And maybe by the time this episode airs, they will have worked things out. But I think they're calling out a lot of issues, especially, you know, actors get a minimum of 12 hours rest between shoot days. And I think they're saying at least 54 hours of rest on weekends, but that's not the case for crew members. And and you have no union mandated weekend rest time, which really leads to health and safety issues. And in some of the articles, they're quoting people saying that PAs are falling asleep at the wheel while they're driving people to and from set. Absolutely. And especially mental health and physical Mm -hmm. health issues for sure. When above-the-line talent gets millions of dollars, many below the line only get paid minimum or slightly above minimum wage. In California, that's $14 an hour. That's, that's not a lot. There's one quote that we wanted to highlight in the LA Times. They were talking to a script coordinator who had just asked for a small 30-cent hourly increase over the $19.70 minimum rate that she was making. And the studio rebuffed her saying, no, I'm sorry, we can't go above that. If you feel you have to take another job, then please let us know. She said she's already cutting back on on, eating one meal a day. She felt so humiliated. Seriously, we really hope that a consensus can come so the industry doesn't halt. This is an amazing industry. And a lot of productions are on deadlines. Something has to be done. And we just have to wait and see and keep our listeners posted throughout. Yes, we definitely will. Hopefully an agreement can be made soon. So productions like the now airing miniseries Scenes from a Marriage starring Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain will continue production. And that was my segue to get to our featured interview. And Tammy got a chance to speak with the show's executive producer. So Tammy, why don't you tell us all about her? NYWIF member Blair Briard has been a producer for over 25 years in the film and television industry. Blair has been nominated for industry awards multiple times, six primetime Emmys, five Director Guild Awards, two Producer Guild Awards, two American Film Institute Awards, three Peabody's, and two Gotham Awards. Wow. Recently, Blair has executive produced Scenes from a Marriage for HBO. Please enjoy our interview. interviewing fellow Nightwood members, women of the industry as well. What inspired you to get into the industry and become a producer? It was a total accident. I was doing many other things in my life and I was managing restaurants and I called a friend of mine who's a documentary filmmaker and I said, "Um, I can't manage restaurants forever. Can I come work for you for free? And she said yes, and I went to work for her and it didn't really suit me at all, but she had a friend who had a friend who was working on a John Sayles film on location and they needed interns to come and work for free. So I quit my job, sublet my apartment, said goodbye to my boyfriend of the time and went and worked on a movie for free for about five months and it just clicked. And I started just working my way up through, you know, getting hired and getting hired. And 
I was a became a production coordinator, then a UPM, then a line producer, and then a creative producer. So just kind of took all the steps. Yes, very inspirational. And also your testimony and sharing your career shows women that, you know, your career doesn't blossom overnight. It's a process. You know, you have to work your way up. And sometimes you have to do work for free to get the exposure, the experience, get your name out there and, you know, work on your resume. Thank you so much for sharing that, Blair, for sure. Also, I, I just to speak to that for one second, I also turned down some projects that I was offered that I felt were at a higher level than I was ready for because I didn't want to fail. I felt like I really wanted to know what I was doing on a on a on the ground that I was standing on at the moment before I went to the next level. And I feel like that served me well because where I am now, I, I really earned the confidence I have and I earned my experience. And so I'm relaxed, you know, at my at my work. Wow, that's amazing. Now, HBO's series, Scenes of a Marriage, I understand you're the executive producer. When it comes to producing, some producers are on the creative end, some just handle the money, some may intertwine both. What is your role and tell as the producer of this series and what could you tell us about it? So I met with uh, the, the producers who put this whole project together many years ago, it was, I think, about a seven or nine year journey for them to get this actually moving. I met with them about five years ago. I met with the director, uh, the producer, Michael Ellenberg, and the producer, Lars Blomgren, who were the people who were really um, incubating it and, and getting it off the ground. And it took another four years, I think, before it was ready to go. And in that situation, I, I, my role as executive producer was really bridging all the departments. So I had one foot in the creative and one foot in the physical. And I was really the only producer on the ground during all of prep and production. And it was an intimate production. There were two, mostly two actors in the series. And, uh, you know, the scripts were based on an original uh, series from Ingmar Bergman. So there was a real roadmap there, but we knew ahead of time what we were going for. And I would say my role was really looking after everybody, every aspect of the pr production. I was making sure that we were able to hit every creative uh, ask every creative request in terms of production design and cinematography and the location work and the casting and creating an environment for, for the director and the actors to really bring their best work, especially during COVID, that was very challenging. And it was also making sure that my production manager and production supervisor and production team had the information they needed to to, to accommodate what the creative asks were. So I feel like I really served as a sort of umbrella in a way over, over the whole production, kind of touching on all the areas and, and really caretaking of the, of the making of the series. I really felt my job was caretaking the production on the ground and communicating with all the people who couldn't actually be there because of COVID. Wow, that's a lot to handle, a lot of work, 
maybe a lot of pressure at times. How do you balance your mental health and what do you enjoy most about the work that you do? I feel so lucky to do what I do. I love it so much. It gives me tremendous amount of energy. And um, I, I think it's important to realize that unless you are, unless there is actual danger, like someone's going to get hurt, you actually have the time to take a breath and step back. Everything feels so pressured and time sensitive and you have to make this decision right this minute. You have to know, you have to have the answer right this second, but that's actually not true. And that was a big thing I learned at some time along the way where I realized I could take a minute, take a breath, take a step back and really think through the, the, the issues at hand and, and make a decision without feeling the pressure of having to, of not giving myself the opportunity to think it through. So I learned that there's more time than you think. Not that that means we're shooting 16 hour days. It just means mentally you can take a breath. And I think that everybody looks to the producer or whoever's, you know, sort of in charge as to what the tone is. And I think setting a tone of calm and care um, helps my mental health and it helps everyone else feel like they can take a breath. And that doesn't mean slacking off or whatever. It just means that there is a net and the net is uh, us talking to each other and giving ourselves 30 seconds, two minutes, five minutes yeah. to come to the right conclusion or decision at the moment. Yeah, and that helps my my mental health. That helps my balance. It, it gives me uh, a, a cushion from the stress. Yeah, if that makes the, sense, that makes perfect sense. And the work that you do and the level of the career that you're at now, you know, you deserve to take a break, even if for thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely deserve it. We'll be right back after a word from a sponsor. Blair, what intrigued you to get involved with Nywith? Well, when I started, I, it seemed like there were not as many women in leadership positions and um, on the crew. And I wanted to be a part of a community where I, there was a feeling that we were all kind of going through the same things and struggling in the same ways. I think, you know, historically, um, unfortunately, there's a lot of situations where women have not supported each other. And that's certainly because of the environment that has been created by men in charge where, you know, if women got a foot in the door, they felt like maybe they couldn't help the woman behind them, lifting them up. And I've been in a situation many times where women I've worked for have not helped me and have not protected me. And I really, it's important for me to do that for other women who work for me. And I wanted to be part of a community um, that was specific to the film and television industry uh, because our, our situations are unique and they're, they don't match to every other business and every other industry. And that camaraderie has been just a tremendous source of comfort and support for me. So that's why I, I sought out NYWIFT. Thank you for sharing that. Is there a project that you're currently working on or have coming up that we can be on the lookout for from you? Hmm. I have a few projects 
Uh, I'm not sure I should talk about them, but uh, so I, I won't, but they're, they're two television projects that um, one is in, um, one is in the pilot stage and it's very exciting and uh, very female forward. All the, all the people who created it and our producers and directors are, are women, although we do have a lot of great fellas involved too. <laughs> Uh, and it's a it's a one hour sort of comedy dramedy about a single woman in her 30s and some of her challenges. It's super funny. Um, I'll just withhold the name and hopefully we'll get um, more progress with it. And there's another one um, that I'm in development on right now that is about the challenges that women face uh, as mothers. And it's a very dark half hour comedy um, about the expectations that are on us about, you know, if you just lean in and you just listen, you can do everything, which we know is not true. Um, so those are uh, two that are, have some good momentum. I have um, a feature in development and, you know, a few other things up in the air that I'll be quiet about. Is there a social media handles that we can follow you on to keep up to date? Are you on social media these days? I am occasionally on social media, not tons, um, but I do try to post pictures on Instagram. <laughs> I was just scouting in Latvia for a pilot. So I put some pictures up of Latvia from the scout, which was uh, really an amazing place to, to visit and have an opportunity to possibly work in. So yeah, I'm on Instagram, Blairsville 1012, I think is what it is. That's so cool. I love it for sure. Blair, what advice would you have for women who aspire to be a producer? My advice is this. Don't be afraid of putting in the hard work. Don't be afraid of putting in the time. Everyone has their own path. Everyone has their own timeline of how they advance and learn and grow. So try not to compare yourself to other people because we all have uh, different windy, unpredictable paths. And I would say that it's interesting to, it's, it's important to not be judgmental about what you think you would do or wouldn't do. Uh, you know, try to refrain from saying, oh, I would never work in that department. I would never work in that department because everything is a learning experience. And every time you work on anything in any area, you learn more, not only about the business, but about yourself and about your own skill set and what you're good at and what makes you happy, what makes you tick. Wow. I just had a blast interviewing you, Blair, and I'm excited. <laughs> well, happy early birthday. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Thank you so much for your value time today. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Tammy, thank you so much for another great interview. And thanks to Blair for her thoughtful insights. I particularly love what she said about the producers setting a tone of calm and care on set. It's so important for anyone in, in a position of power, no matter what industry or job, to lead with that type of grace and thoughtfulness. Absolutely, Janine. And I'm glad that we got to touch on mental health within the industry. Being an executive producer, it's hard work, it's a lot of pressure, especially what's going on with IATSE right now. The conversation is so needed. How do you balance mental health in this industry? I'm glad Blair was open enough to speak on it.
Right. And I also love how so many women that we've featured on our podcast talk about extending their hand and lifting other people up in the industry. And, and she had noted like many others that when she first started off, there was a lack of representation of women and of people of color in the industry. And that has changed because of people like her who see that and go out of their way to help others and to give opportunities to people and to make sure that people of varying voices are heard. So thank you, Blair. Thank you. Now we have Katie's Corner where NYWIF Community Engagement Director Katie Chambers tells us what is coming up this month. We hope you'll join us for this month's virtual NYWIF member screening of member Tracy Anarella's documentary feature, There She Is, which explores the confluence of beauty pageants and feminism in the Me Too era. Watch that film anytime starting Thursday, October 14th through Monday the 18th, and then join us for a conversation with Tracy at 5 p.m. on Monday the 18th. Plus, we hope that you will come celebrate Halloween with us and get a little spooky with the next NYWIFT virtual hangout, which will be with Women's Weekend Film Challenge on Monday, October 25th. We are, as a bonus, thrilled to have two tarot card readers join us that evening. So if you get lucky during our speed networking, you may get matched with one of the card readers for a breakout session and they'll be happy to read your fortune. So wear your best spooky Halloween costume, bring your business cards or your virtual business cards, and come join us for this special mixer with Women's Weekend Film Challenge on Monday, October 25th. Katie. So Tammy, you got anything to recommend to our listeners this month? Yes, it's October. It's Halloween season. For those who may not know, I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. This Ah. is the final season of the entire series. This is season 11. They're doing three parts. They just wrapped up their eighth episode of the first half of the season. You can watch on the AMC Plus app or on the AMC channel on television. Also highly recommend American Horror Story, double feature. This season is just so awesome. If you're into um, alien and horror, (laughs) um, vampires with horror, definitely I highly recommend those two shows. They're two of my favorite shows ever of all time. I love that you love horror. And (laughs) I have to say, I, I did watch Walking Dead the first maybe five or six seasons and then I kind of gave up on it but (laughs) maybe I'll go back to it now because it's it's ending and and you speak so highly of it (laughs) yes definitely gonna be bittersweet when it ends but all good things must come to an end so yes y'all please watch How about you, Janine? What recommendations would you have? Actually, this week I found an indie film on Amazon Prime that was released earlier this year called Before, During, and After. And it's a film that follows a middle-aged New York City theater actress who's suddenly forced to figure out what kind of person she wants to be in real life when her marriage comes to an end after she catches her husband cheating. It's a subject matter that's been done before, but Finnerty Steves, I think that's how you pronounce her last name, is an actress and she wrote this film and produced it. 
And she found really new ways to explore that type of subject matter and to feature new types of drama and comedy about a woman who's trying to find herself outside of her marriage in a very honest way. I really loved it and uh, always want to try to support indie films. I think she did a really lovely job with this film. So I recommend Before, During, After on Amazon Prime. Oh, I definitely have to check that out. It sounds very juicy yet inspirational yes. of how a woman can come back of those type of hardships within a relationship. Um, wow. Thank you for your recommendation, Janine. Sounds You're welcome. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Listeners, if you have something great to recommend or want to share your funny, salacious, inspiring story from your career in film, TV, and media for our half story, will tell, and my first time segments, email us an audio file or written submission, which we will narrate to communications at nywith.org. Names and projects can be kept anonymous. Yep. So keep your comments, your interview suggestions, your nominations for our Women Crush One Day Spotlight coming. We want to hear from you as always. And if you're enjoying the podcast, be sure that you have subscribed so you don't miss an episode and share with your friends and colleagues and give us a five-star review. Tammy, thanks again for jumping in the hot seat with me. Absolutely. And listeners, till we meet again, keep on crushing it.